0: Everybody loves a lover, I'm a lover, everybody loves me, anyhow, that's how I feel, wow, I feel just like a Pollyanna. Alright, so let's do the, this. It's going to be a new installment of number 1 world famous beloved podcast in bed with Nick and Megan. But first we're doing a prequel to this ep- episode. Okay. With Stephanie, but you don't know who Stephanie is yet. Stephanie doesn't exist to our dear listener quite yet because we're not going we haven't introduced her. Okay. She's coming in the episode, but she's also in the prequel, so mm-hmm. it's like you're in the future
1: yeah, in the prequel. Trippy. It's
0: weird. Um Stephanie, please Tell us what you said about Marianne Williamson um, just a moment ago.
2: Mm. I went to go see her speak in um, a house. She was doing uh, house benefits in Malibu. And my sister had never seen her speak before. And you know how when she speaks, it's very um, invigorating and enlivening. (laughs) And so my sister got very excited and went up, grabbed a microphone and was professing her love to Marianne Williamson and crying. And she never cusses, but for some reason she started cussing and getting angry about the world. And uh, Marianne stopped her and said, I love what you're saying, I love the sentiment. How old are you? And my sister was like 32 at the time and so, She responded with 32. Marianne was like, you're too old to be cussing. Nobody's going to take you seriously. See, I can't. I'm not going to be able to stop thinking of that
0: for the rest of my life because (laughs) I say fuck every other Mm. word, and I love it.
1: Well, yeah. I I mean, be free with everything, including your language. But I, I had a guy come up to me, and I saw this on social media too recently. A guy came up to me at the airport and said, you know, recognized me and said I'm a fan, and he said, you know, I can't imagine you saying fuck. Like, do you ever swear? This <laughs> is <just laughs> cracked up. I was like, uh, yeah, I swear all the time, including on a great percentage of recordings. Like, if, I mean, right. a, on network television, no, you're not going to hear me say the F word. But or anybody. Every other fucking place, my friend.
0: <laughs> That's, um,. Uh... Yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I, I often, I really don't understand people's problem with, with saying, you know, quote unquote dirty words. If mm-hmm. they're not hurtful to another person, if they're not racial slurs or directed hurtfully at another person, who cares? And people who think that their children can be protected from that, every two-year-old yeah. has, Completely mastered motherfucker. Sure. I'm sorry, but it's just a fact. You can't everybody knows all the words
1: Well, it's it's that sense that backward sensibility It's uh, so
0: weird. We've decided that these words are bad. You well, know fanny means your butt here But if you say fanny in the UK you'll get arrested, right?
1: Because it means the ladies sitting the means Reproductive the parts it's to me, it's the same mentality as um, school systems that have a celibacy only policy, where you're like if you if you swing to puritanism, then you're just going to end up with a bunch of kids that are really embarrassed because they've had sex and they're not, you know, they're not going to be open to getting help or like making sure they're making healthy choices. So instead of giving out condoms, you just say no, just don't do it. It's like prohibition, like, okay, everybody, drinking's illegal now. (laughs) There, that should fix it.
2: But there's something, too, that it is called a bad word that makes it more fun to say. Mm -hmm. Like, if we all just were, if it was just accepted, then it wouldn't be quite as fun. Yeah. It's true. Exciting. Mm
0: -hmm. I know. To drop the bombs. Because I I say it a lot, and I always know that I'm saying it when I say
2: it.
0: (laughs) Pretty much. Mm. Um, all right. That has been the prequel to cool. this cool prequel. incredible episode of the smash hit podcast in bed with Nick and Megan. All it right. It
1: like a cold open.
0: The title of this episode is Freestyle. Mm. And here is the beautiful jingle that Stephanie and I have wrote and will now sing for you. One, two, three. Freestyle. Yeah. Freestyle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we didn't rehearse that. Cool. We just did it. Wow. It's I feel like yeah. some music. I, f- I feel like I
1: came in a little later than you guys.
2: I couldn't hear your part. Yeah, let's
0: yeah. try it again. Let's hear it with your harmony next. Okay. A one. A two. A one, two. Freestyle. Freestyle. Yeah.
1: freestyle. <laughs>
0: it's okay. a new way of I harmonizing, still, where you just say interest. it right after. Mm-hmm. I
1: still, I mean, we can use that. (laughs) It was was still a little behind.
0: Okay, so a freestyle episode is an episode where we freestyle. We don't have a topic. We just talk about whatever the fuck we want. See, I used the F word. You did. Good thing we did that prequel. All right, so I like
1: Nick. Freestyle.
0: As I said, this is the beloved smash hit podcast, internationally beloved, called In Bed with Nick and Megan, starring Nick Offerman, featuring... Megan Mullally. And now starring our sidekick, Stephanie Hunt.
1: Our trusty sidekick. Stephanie! <laughs> Welcome, Stephanie. It's so Stephanie. nice to have a
0: sidekick. Oh, so let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie, since she is going to be come your new best friend, dear listener. Stephanie is my band partner in the band Nancy and Beth. She lives half the time in Los Angeles, half the time in Austin. From Austin, Texas, Mm -hmm. grew up
1: there. The capital of Texas.
0: She is an incredible musician, songwriter, singer, everything else. She's got incredible record coming out under her musical name Buffalo Hunt. She's gonna be big.
1: Also, uh, an accomplished actress, very talented actress.
0: That's right. Nick is her agent.
1: (laughs) She's available. uh, Offers only.
2: That's right. From um, Offerman, you heard it. Mm-hmm. I love that.
0: Yeah, so she's our sidekick. I call Stephanie the human Xanax. Let's see if you feel the same. Mm. All right. So we're going to talk about whatever we want today because that is our right.
1: Freestyle.
0: Oh,
2: now, now. That was good.
0: That was good.
2: It just took you having some space. Stick around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So you can also call me a little
0: sneaky. Well, like you know, I meant to that. say that. So, Stephanie's nickname is a little sneaky. Mm. My nickname is Pussy Drama. And Nick doesn't have one yet. We have to come up with your rap name, honey, because we mm. haven't ever done that. It's, it's, you don't want one?
1: Buck Justice.
0: You know, we'll, we'll keep it. We'll we'll take it under consideration. OK. OK, but we'll come up with a special one. And we'll, we'll we don't want it. We, we're gonna make a big deal of it. We're not just gonna like lob it out right now. Okay. Right, it takes time. It does take time. Mm-hmm.
2: It took us months Yeah. and ours. Mm-hmm. And one day it was just there.
0: Once we, once we are in the
2: right mind
0: space.
1: about the sponge? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the sponge. Tree frog. It just makes me oh. think of those vaginal sponges, contraceptive yeah, sponges. Yeah,
2: terrible. Those don't work. Tricky. Should we talk about
0: contraception? so Let's just say contraception is the first, you know, yeah. subtopic of our freestyle, freestyle. podcast.
1: You know what my favorite kind of contraception? Mm. Freestyle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, That'll keep you safe. Oh, man. Tree I cross. will say that when Nick and I first got together, he wouldn't hear of using a condom. Mmm. Didn't even
1: Oh did you did you heavily push them? No. No
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Seems like an important no. Like a element.
2: Mutual understanding. I <laughs>
0: no. I I was able to sort of circumvent a lot of that. hmm Somehow. Don't try that at home. Um Risky. What 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 con- contraception is good? Do we like prophylactics? Abstinence. Abstinence! Yay! No, just don't do it. No, oh. it's terrible. <laughs>
2: it's the worst. Just don't do it. Mm. Oh, you can have male contraceptives now. I mean, they can. They have the pill for dudes now.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, it's about time. God, that only took until now.
1: You guys are not into contraceptive foam, like a moose.
0: Um. Maybe not. You know what I used for a long time was a diaphragm. Mm -hmm. And one time my best friend from college, and this was after college. This was when we were in our late 20s. uh, Came to Los Angeles and she was having an affair with a married actor who was famous. And she was going to have a rendezvous with him. And she asked me if she could borrow my diaphragm and I loaned it to her.
1: <laughs>
0: so, was that but, the only person you loaned your diaphragm to? It was, okay. but I will say that uh, there was a little heartbreak. He canceled the rendezvous last minute, and so she didn't use my diaphragm, but I was fully prepared and on board with her using it.
2: Hmm. Mm. It had a case and everything.
0: <laughs> it had a case. I don't think that was going to like protect me from whatever unguents would mm-hmm. be stuck to my diaphragm after the fact. but Can you boil a diaphragm? I don't think so, because it's made of rubber. It would just melt. Tricky. I wasn't worried about it. I think I was just going to rinse it and pop it in.
1: You can boil it. You can fry it. But however you cook it, it's still really chewy.
0: <laughs> Put a little of that foam on it, though, and then it, yeah. you know, it comes to life. Um. There's that, the, the,
2: the, what was the other thing? The coil or the spring? Or oh, the... God. Um, yeah, copper coils, you can um, get in there. Copper oh, sure. coils? IUD.
1: IUD. IUD, sure.
2: That doesn't It sound. lives in there. I have huh? a friend who almost died from an IUD. Yeah, because sometimes that punctures something in there. Well, it. I don't want that. Yeah, it did a this weird thing. This is gross. Yeah, this is tricky. Yeah. This is getting too gross. I I'm know, starting to feel a queasy. Copper.
1: Let's uh, let's jump over to uh, arts and crafts.
0: No, not yet. <laughs> we started with contraception. Let's talk about. Let's segue sex. smoothly into glue. No, glue, wood glue. Who's sex, that?
1: the glue of any marriage.
0: <laughs> okay. When I think back, all I can think of is sex.
2: That's all you remember. That's all past? I remember from my whole
0: past. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. I see everything in a chronological order of sex. So there's a
2: lot of history there. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> in terms of uh, propagating the species, isn't that really the only thing that matters?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I guess I'm pretty deep.
1: Sex and murder.
0: Murder why murder does that come into it well that's Death?
1: that's affects the species score if you're helping to create people or also erasing people that has to be taken into account <laughs> is all i'm saying
2: two parts oh. of an equation yeah oh, gosh. the scales of life oh. all right um stephanie when are you gonna get a dog I was actually thinking about that yesterday. But like, you got to figure out are you going to stay keep living in Austin? Probably for a while. Yeah. I want a Dalmatian. I want a you big do? Dalmatian. Cute. Yeah. That's that's my dog, a big tall Dalmatian. Yeah.
1: Have you spent time with a Dalmatian?
2: Uh-huh. You don't like Dalmatians?
1: No, I just whenever They're, whenever somebody says they want to get a big dog, I, w- I always want to make sure that they are familiar with
0: how it is. Yeah, big dogs. You gotta walk. You gotta take those dogs to the dog park. They're a oh, no. I And I feel a like I need hours a, ranch a day before I get my Dalmatian. Oh, so, so. this is a long-range plan. It
2: might be a long-range. Also,
0: plan. I don't want to be racist, but um, th- I have heard that
2: Dalmatians aren't particularly smart. Hmm. Really? Yeah, I thought they were very smart. Mm.
1: Don't com- don't come off as racist, because someone might elect you to office.
2: But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a sidekick. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I um I would, since we're talking about uh, bringing pets into one's life, which is mm. something I highly encourage. We have prospered greatly from all the love we've shared with our dogs over the years. Yeah. Um, I really encourage people to rescue their animals Mm -hmm. rather than go through supporting puppy farms and paying exorbitantly for crappy-ass pedigree dogs. it's
0: It's a quandary. I agree. But then again... Yeah, I guess if you didn't support the puppy mills, they'd go out of business. Yeah. I al- I always think that, that who is going to take the little puppies that are out there right now from puppy mills? It's a tough one. So you're saying you want all those puppies to just die, and then...
1: Look, <laughs> there are cultures in which puppies are considered a delicious entree. And there, there's a lot of hungry people.
0: Mm. No, we're not... nobody that we know is eating
2: puppies. Yeah. We had a so, neighbor barbecue a puppy. You had a what? A neighbor barbecue a puppy. No, what? My dad wrote a song about it. When you were growing up? hmm Stop it. I wasn't there. My dad walked over and then was mm. very shocked. So he didn't tell us, but then wrote this song. Wait a minute, I need more details. So who were the neighbors? They were not directly next door to us. It was a family like eight houses How many down. Oh, kids. Uh, I don't think they had kids. It was a couple. It, yeah, it was just a couple. How old? Uh, they were older, like approaching seventy. Wait,
0: wait, wait. <laughs> okay, is this in
2: Austin? Uh huh. Okay,
0: so wait, your father walks down to their house, eight houses down. Uh huh. And
2: are they barbecuing? Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, okay. And, and was the puppy on a spit or just on the grill? In the song, it's it's on a spit. <laughs> Wait. Okay. First of all, where do they get the puppy? It. I think it was roadkill.
1: Hmm.
2: <laughs> Were you that eases living the blow. in poverty? I was not. I was not. This was, a, a you know, it was a house in the suburbs. So...
0: Why, okay, I guess if it's roadkill you didn't have any options, but there
2: wouldn't be a lot of meat on a puppy
1: well, It's just
2: a little they didn't puppy. want to waste anything
1: let me jump in here <laughs> no, 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 just bear with me if it's roadkill, is there a possibility that this was another small what mammal? voice are
0: you using
2: now? Right? <laughs> This is the, yeah, the not dog not investigator.
1: This is my, my field and stream voice. Now bear with me.
0: This is your Rick Offerman.
1: Is there a possibility His dad. that this is another small mammal that might be considered more palatable in this society to consume? A raccoon, say, or a, a, a squirrel. You mean
2: are we sure it was a, a puppy?
1: And or a rabbit. And yeah. and
2: doing it was a dog.
1: Could could this elderly couple have been pulling your dad's leg and saying you want to join us. We've got a, a nice puppy on the on the barbecue, and your dad did not understand the sense of humor, and left horrified. I,
0: I don't. think I so. feel like he. Yeah. Didn't. Did he just? I. They didn't say. Look at our puppy that we're eating. They were eat. proud of it. Oh, they said it. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. God. Wait. Okay. So, what was my other? I had another burning question. Um. Oh, so they were proud of it. They didn't try to hide it. No. They were proud of it. Oh God, this is the grossest podcast ever. I'm sorry. Were they?
1: Uh, was there any kind of basting or sauce going on? Do you know if there was a marinade? I
2: know that they had sides. <laughs>
1: Baby thief.
2: Okay, so the the bottom line is we
0: have to hear the song.
2: Yeah, it's true. So you're going to have to have your dad send it. Yeah, I will. It tells the whole story (laughs) of the the invite allegedly coming in. Is it like a country song? Yeah, it's like, we got potato boom. (laughs) (laughs) boom, boom, Potato
1: salad does make it seem a little more realistic Yeah. to eat the puppy.
2: Yeah, they go through the list of all the things and then it says, and poor old puppies on the barbecue. <laughs>
0: God. And that song wasn't a hit? Yeah, well, in my
2: family it was.
1: <laughs> Listen. Man. The Lord said that all of these beasts of the field are for us to use um, as oh. we see fit. Uh, hmm. That's a direct quote from the book of Ephesians. Uh, Ephesian Af- Afle- Afle- Aflezi- water. Ephesians, hmm. I think, chapter 17.
0: Oh gosh! All right. Well, Deep. that's the pets topic that we just covered. So um, I have thought about contraception, getting a dog. barbecued puppies.
1: What else is there?
0: I mean, that's pretty much it.
1: There's the, the big three, and then sports.
0: I'm deaf Right. Hey, Nick. Hello. Listen, I'm in a, I'm in a little bit of a hurry because I'm on my way to therapy. But um, did you know that you can get counseling online?
1: Um, no, I did not know that.
0: I mean, I'm not saying that you need it, but I'm just saying, for no particular reason, that you could get counseling online.
1: Well, I mean, I feel like, I don't know. In general, sometimes there is something interfering with my happiness or preventing me from achieving my goals. um, Well, there you go. Is this online counseling the kind of thing that could help with that?
0: It is. It is absolutely the kind of thing that could help with that. It's called BetterHelp. BetterHelp. And uh, you can go to them and you can find a professional counselor. But uh,
1: is it a licensed professional counselor?
0: Yes, it is. Okay, Yes, it is. They specialize in depression, anxiety relationships. I mean, not that your relationship is anything less than 100% perfect. Trauma, anger, family conflicts, shut up, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. I mean, your self-esteem is pretty low, I think we can say. Well,
1: I mean, you know, uh, um, self-loathing, I think, is something that occurs to everybody. But I mean these are all these are all pretty great things, and I feel like you know we know a lot of people besides ourselves that f- sort of fall into these categories that could use. Uh, a little help one and, way or another. And
0: even though it's online, it's safe and it's private, and uh, everything that you talk about is completely confidential. So I guess that, the I think cool really...
1: thing is, since it's online, you can probably set up appointments to do it at your own time. Yeah, whenever pace.
0: you want. I mean, I don't know if they're going to do it at, like, 2 in the morning, but you could do it at pretty much your own time, in your own time. Um, so, yeah, you just do it over the phone. You can do a video chat. You can text... I mean, there's all kinds of ways that you can do it. Um, So, and if you're not, you find a counselor and you're not happy with them, you can request a new counselor anytime you want to. That's
1: excellent.
0: Yeah, so, um, look, I did look into this a little bit because Mm -hmm. I'm a little worried about you, only because you have to deal with me, let's face it. Well. Um, You can get 10% off of your first month with the discount code BED.
1: B-E-D. Wow. So why not?
0: I mean, it is half your podcast. Yeah. You know. So.
1: It sounds pretty affordable. I mean, in general, probably rather than hauling myself into some fancy therapy office. Um, I guess if I'm going to go there and fill out a questionnaire and see if they can help me assess my needs and get matched with a counselor that I might love.
0: All right. Well, you got to go to BetterHelp.com/bed. And, uh, you know, that's all you really need to do. And I'm sorry that I've been such a handful and that you need to go to therapy, but I'm glad that there's a resource for you.
1: Hey, we're all in this together. Okay. This is Nick Offerman here to tell you that I am very chuffed that I discovered Grassroots Farmers Cooperative. This is a company that I am really excited about. They raise their meat in a pasture. Not only is their meat delicious, it also has a higher nutritional value because their animals are 100 percent pasture raised. All right, they're not living in a cage, they're not being force-fed grain. Unlike factory farming, which is destroying our planet, Grassroots Co-op is fighting the effects of climate change by practicing regenerative agriculture. Taking it back to mother nature, getting the chemicals out of farming, getting the industry out of farming. Also, they support local farmers. Grassroots Farmers Cooperative are the farmers and the butchers. There's no middleman. So they can have the highest standards across the board and offer you complete transparency. You can trace your meat from pasture to plate. You can even go visit the farms in person. It's incredible. No subscriptions are necessary. You order what you want, when you want, at peak freshness. I've got a whole panoply of their meat in my freezer. This morning I made the most delicious ham steaks with my eggs. And it, when, I'm telling you, when you eat grass-fed meat and grass-fed eggs, which are not on offer here, but I'm, this is just a personal anecdote for your pleasure, it takes me back to when I was a kid and, and, and we got locally raised uh, meats and, and eggs. It's so much more nutritious. It's before factory farming became so prevalent. You can find out for yourself by ordering Grassroots Co-op right now. They're giving our listeners this fantastic limited-time deal. It's $40 off plus free shipping. You can get the full details and place your order now by going to our special URL, grassrootscoop.com slash bed. That's grassroots, C-O-O-P, dot com slash bed. Enjoy.
0: Uh, since um, <clears throat> Since you're our sidekick, I asked Nick this question earlier, and I'll ask you, Give me three highlights from zero to 18, Mm. years of age. First two things that come to your head, come into your head. So I guess they're not necessarily highlights, but I think if they come into your head right away, maybe they
2: are automatically. Right. Weird. The first thing that popped in my head is Battle of the Bands when I was a freshman in high school. I didn't even compete. (laughs)
1: that's the weird part
2: that's the weird part I don't remember being extremely happy but uh, there was a sense of I could do anything and like don't fuck with me Mm -hmm. I didn't care that I was just a freshman Mm -hmm. I'm remembering walking around the courtyard of my high school like these bands (laughs) (laughs) some reason that's a highlight I love it, because um, you are feeling your power. Yeah, feeling the power. I had super long hair. It was like there, mm. right? Yeah, i uh, had that long. Well, the mm-hmm. records
1: show that our sidekick, Little Sneaky, indicated her waist region. Yes, for, okay. To denote the length of her hair. That's
2: Thank true. You. Forgot for all those listeners out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Zero to 18 is what you said? Mm-hmm. Okay, my third-year-old birthday party. It's my first memory. You're three? you You're Three, birthday yeah, three? sorry, yeah. Mm-hmm. My, when I turned three, it was a tea party. It was hmm. great. It was great. It was, um, do you remember it, it very vividly? I remember where it was in the house. Where was it? It was in this little sunroom that used to be outside that we had turned into an inside part of the house. Mm-hmm. Did I visit that house? No, you saw Karin's house. Oh, okay. Which also, I grew up in that house.
1: When you when you turned three and had this tea party, were there any meats on the menu that day?
2: I don't think so. Okay. us see mm-hmm. where you're going with that. Um
0: Puppy?
1: Well. <laughs> all
2: right. What's the third, ma'am? Hmm. Okay. Okay. It's um. The first time I went and cut a record, when um, in my first band called The Sugar Peas, Mm. fourth grade. We did exclusively um, Dixie Chicks covers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And we went Mm. to
2: the mall where you can choose your song and then sing on top of it. And we all did Dixie Chicks songs. It was very fun, it was life-changing.
0: Wow, that sounds good. I'm getting All right, a, that's a little color. I'm
1: getting a yeah, a great sort of vibe from imagining Austin, which is a city that we love. It's really fun, it's very supportive of the arts. There's a really rich film and music culture there and theater, and so to imagine the young upstarts of Austin do, having a battle of the bands at school does seem like a a very badass atmosphere, r- mm. rife with attitude and talent, mm-hmm. and and also um, misconceptions. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Isn't it interesting how memory memory works? Um, uh, um just, I can't think. Um, the New Earth. The guy who Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle. He talks about that a lot that you people have each person has their story so we have decided we've called through our memories and we've decided what our story is the story that we are telling every day in our lives the story we're continuing we're adding on to and when something goes wrong it, it doesn't fit into our story and but it is it is interesting to me how why we remember the things we remember, you know, and how weird, what, how, what a weird feeling it is when you're with another person and they say, oh my God, I remember that time you, and then they tell this crazy story about you that you have no memory of at all. And it's mm-hmm. become part of their story. Like you are part of their story and you don't even remember it. That, that kind of thing always surprises me. It's like hey, you can somehow never imagine people talking behind your back, and when you find out that they have or they are, it's so jarring. Because even though we constantly talk about other people
2: mm-hmm.
0: behind their backs,
1: I listen. I did not say if you're referring to our breakfast conversation. I I don't even remember talking to those guys
0: <laughs> and I'm
1: positive that I did not use the term um, ungraceful. <laughs> so he, Jeff is full of shit. All right.
0: Thanks. But like why why do we remember the specific things we remember? Mm. And why? I mean I, I have crazily early memories. I remember being baptized when I was 18 weeks old.
2: Wow.
0: Which is Ridiculous! I don't even know what that. I don't even know what that means that I remember that. But what do
2: you remember about it?
0: I remember it so specifically too. Um, so my parents carried me up the steps of the church, and then we took a right into the nave. And there was a marble baptismal font, and they put me down. They laid me down in the font, and it was cold. And then, um, and I was totally fine and then the priest came in and he was he leaned over me and he had this big red ruddy face and he said okay i'm gonna sprinkle some water on your forehead i don't want you to cry and i remember thinking you know what i had no intention of crying until he said that but guess what's gonna happen sounds really familiar gonna be crying Mm. momentarily and so he sprinkled the water and then i just Decided to start screaming. I and then my parents picked me up and took me out of the church. And on the way out, going down the stairs, there was another couple with the baby coming up the stairs. And the woman was wearing a yellow dress.
2: What? Oh, my gosh. Your memory. You're like an elephant.
0: But I'm not because I can't
2: remember. It's only sex besides a, that.
0: A ton of other stuff. <laughs> But I remember that and just sex. Yeah, just that and sex. yeah.
1: A, th- you still do that. I mean, when I say something like, okay, honey, I'm going to serve you a piece of this lasagna. You're I don't like, want I you to cry.
0: I wanted puppy. And you
1: scream. Here's the, here's the other thing that I just realized, though. <laughs> Let's find out what church that is because I would love to bang you in that baptismal phone. F-
2: what?
1: Let's go there.
2: No. Making new memories. Oh. I'll wear a yellow dress. No.
1: I know what you like. No. <laughs> so. You we were talking about memories the other day, and I was trying to... I I always fall way short. Like, you remember a lot more than I do and more succinctly. But I do remember... I think the first thing... And I always get mixed up with, like, what can I remember versus... What, what have I made a movie of because people mm. told me about? Mm-hmm. But I remember um, my mom and dad uh, have always had a, a huge garden. Um, my dad especially is very prolific. Uh, he has an incredible green thumb. But when I, when I was, you know, age zero through five, we lived, they rented this farm down the road from where we eventually had our own house. And they had this beautiful garden, and I remember um, I used to, my mom would lose track of me in the house, and she would find me out sitting in the middle of the strawberry patch, eating all the strawberries off the... And I I remember the taste that the strawberries had a slight, you could taste the dirt, because they hadn't been washed. Mm. And that dirt was delicious. And uh, ever since then, I've been crazy about roadkill.
0: So is that your earliest memory? How old do you think you are? I think so.
1: I think probably three or four.
0: Mm-hmm. So they're first memories, but then I'm, all, I'm just so interested in all the things that we've, all the weird, seemingly random things that we remember and the millions of things that we forget. Mm-hmm. I mean, we forget people. Sure. People that we knew, that we were friends with, that we had a relationship with, gone. Conversation. Convers- oh, yeah, almost every conversation gone.
1: That's why everyone should do what we're doing right now and record Document all your Document their boring
0: lives in a podcast, yep.
2: and then listen then to them. it. Yeah. On repeat.
1: Yeah. When I when I was writing my first book, uh, I contacted some of my best friends from college. To sort of uh, corroborate certain stories that I remembered, and um, I had a dinner in Chicago with a, a handful of my of like my pals, and and I said I want to run through a couple of these stories to make sure I got it all right for this book, and um, also if you guys have any other stories, and they proceeded to tell me these stories, <laughs> where I said I. Like, and they were, you know, like fun, ribald, you know, 19-year-old drunk college stories. Mm-hmm. And I I just had n- absolutely no memory of them. Wow. I was like, I kind don't know. Kind of
0: scary in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, it was all disconcerting. I, I guess.
1: smoked three eight-foot bongs, and I have no idea why I can't remember what happened for the rest of the night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and as a, speaking of smoking a bong... um. The last time I did that, I was in the company mm. of Lil Sneaky. Mm. Me. We had some Nancy and Beth shows in San Francisco. And uh this was a few this was a few years ago, like at the beginning of the band when we first started the band. And we hadn't sold we hadn't sold the we had like three how many shows did we have? Like three yeah, shows? Three nights. Three nights. Three nights of shows, and we had only sold uh, like a third of the tickets. And so Stephanie and I took to the streets. We got all dressed up. Mm -hmm.
2: With our
0: tambourines. With our tambourines. And and we went down to the Castro because I was like, look, I used to play Karen on Mullen Grace, so come on, gays. Come see me sing. So um, we went down there, and we stood on the corner and we sang songs in harmony, and we banged on our tambourines. And then I was just like jumping in front of people saying, I played Karen on Well and Grace. And then finally like some gay
2: guy was like, well, come into this club. And so we went into a club. He was a promoter.
0: He was a promoter, mm-hmm. okay.
2: And we got to get on the mic for a second. Oh, yeah, that's right. We did sell a lot of tickets. Yeah, it worked. We had a lot of trans people in the audience. We did, some drag queens.
0: Yeah. So um, then we were getting ready to leave, and this guy said, do you want to come up to my apartment and smoke some pot? And Stephanie at that time was, like, all pot all the time. Mm
2: -hmm. 420 forever.
0: (laughs) So... (laughs) We, he happened to live directly above the venue that we were standing right in front of. And so we went up to his apartment and we, we just walked in and took like a right into a bedroom and sat down and he pulled out a bong that was shaped like a penis and balls. It was, it was like a China bong,
2: uh-huh. like a pottery bong. Yeah, it was like 13 inches. Okay. By China, you mean
1: porcelain, <laughs> not uh
2: China, Asian yeah.
0: Yeah, no, not from China, Right, right. Uh, made from, made of...
1: Like fine China. China. Yeah. yeah,
0: fine China. Can,
1: sorry, can I just ask real quick? Uh, so I assume that the head of the penis
2: mm-hmm. is
1: the business end where, from wh- where you draw the smoke.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Was there a hole big enough that you could place your mouth within it or did you have to place the head of the penis in your mouth?
0: Well, I think that's the idea, Nick. We're in the Castro in San Francisco.
1: Okay, but it just seems a little unsanitary, <laughs> even for San Francisco. I know. The whole uh, thing was
0: very unsanitary. Hopheads. Yeah, we didn't even know these people. We went up to their apartment to smoke a penis-shaped bong.
1: Forgive me, please carry on.
0: I mean, so Many I have not smoked a bong since high school, right? So I just dove right in and I took a big hit off this bong not and never, never rem, never remembering that, um, pot is not like it was when I was in high school. Mm. Pot is now like an explosive compared to what it was when I was in high school. It was like having a, a cup of green tea, right? Now it's like you know, you don't know if you're a person anymore. So I got uh, one hit. I am off of one hit of from this bong I got so high that I didn't I didn't I like I didn't know if I was a person anymore. I didn't know what was I, I just managed to say to Stephanie, We I have to get out I have to mm-hmm. go. We have to get out of For here. For a
2: second you lied down on the bed, I was like, No, no. Oh, I can't. Did? Lie. Yeah, you just like lied, but you lied I was like, You don't oh, want to be in this no. dorm room. At some point in there. It was there... like bunk beds. Uh-huh. Right? It was bunk beds.
1: It may have been later. But at some point, we spoke on the phone as well.
2: That was once we got back to the hotel.
1: Because mm-hmm. you, were, you were freaking out. And-
0: well, no, so it was a whole thing. So I couldn't, she got me down the stairs somehow, which I don't even, I don't know how she did that because I, I really couldn't Sleep well. figure out, like it was almost like you have to be reminded to breathe. Like right. I couldn't move. And we got outside, and I, I like, leaned against this wall. We called a cab, leaned against this wall. And I wanted to sit down on the sidewalk, but she wouldn't let me. And we got... She got me up to the hotel. I don't remember that at all. She got me to the hotel and got me in the bed, and then I threw up.
2: Mm -hmm. Barfed. I didn't know you could barf from pot. And that's when I gave you the rose water, though. Do you remember that? Oh, well, I don't remember a
0: lot, but... (laughs) I kinda do
2: remember the rose water, which is weird. <laughs> why
0: why would I would remember that? I'm not sure. It's helpful if it you was take post too many bombs. barfing and I felt a Rips. little better.
1: I feel like Stephanie, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like maybe you had dealt with someone previously mm. who had smoked too much pot.
2: Yes. Myself and others included. Mm. It really was a twenty four seven lifestyle for me for a few years there. <laughs> I mean, I took a few hits off of this bong and still was able to <laughs> totally get you yeah. back. <laughs> um, but, but now I've become a lot more sensitive. Like, I'll only take one puff of a joint. But there are a lot of stories that I've heard of people telling me about remembering how we hung out and I found a nug in my pocket right when everybody was trying to find weed. Mm. In some alley. I'm like, I don't know this story. You found. Felt- <laughs> That's so funny you that you're
0: remembered for always having a nug. caught a mm-hmm. nug. You know. That's so funny. Well, that,
1: I mean, for my own uh, career, we were pro- so precious. Like, we $40 for a quarter bag of, like, Illinois ditch weed was so precious mm-hmm. to us that the fact that you could have a nug that there was i think it's a, a sign of the times that pot became so much more prevalent that you could have enough that you could misplace a nugget of it and be like oh wow there's more weed mm-hmm. it just seems astonishing to me because we everything we would like
0: you knew our every little grind
1: into powder and smoke and then we would like scrape all the resin mm-hmm. from our tools and smoke that yes that's really you know, that's that, when you know that's some broke ass <laughs> pot smoking.
0: Wow, we're we cannot that. find a topic that's not just kind of depressing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what's, this is like
2: freestyle resin slash, slash puppy. Barbecue. Get, let's get sad. Mm-hmm.
1: know, yeah, there were happy times—the resin smoking days.
2: Stinky though.
1: Stinky for sure. All
2: right.
0: What's a what's a Puppies have proven to not be a fail-safe topic for us. <laughs> so what else? I mean, rainbows. Does anybody have a any gross, disgusting, depressing story about rainbows? No,
1: but let's mm-hmm. maybe go the other direction. Like, let's talk about slaughterhouses. And, and
0: find like that we're hysterically laughing. And, uh, if, yeah. you if you take all come the s together by the end,
2: if you take the s off,
1: you can't spell house. slaughterhouse without laughter.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. God.
0: Hey guys, Rothy's is the company that makes stylish shoes and now bags for women and girls out of repurposed plastic water bottles and marine plastic. So that's pretty great. Rothy's shoes are comfy. They are already broken in. Don't have to do that. It's done for you. They're machine washable. And Rothy's launches new colors and patterns every few weeks and they sell out really fast. So, you know, you basically got to... Go on that website and just stay on it 24-7 to be safe. They come with free shipping and free returns. And um, Rothy's has kept 50 million single-use plastic water bottles out of landfills. So good for them. Check out all the amazing shoes and bags available right now at rothys.com slash bed. Go to rothys, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash bed. Comfort, style, and sustainability meet to create your new favorites. Head to slash bed today. All right. Favorite road trip? Mmm. Nick?
1: Favorite road trip, Nick? I mean, you and I have had some wonderful, idyllic road trips. You
0: don't have to say that. <laughs>
1: Th- that uh, so in, ter- in terms of like enjoyability those, those are the dreamy ones right
2: right
0: mm-hmm. but th- yeah.
1: when I hear the t- term road trip I think more uh, adventurous and so when I was younger there used to be this thing called drive away cars where by the way if you're listening to this and you're considering having your automobile shipped across the country with a driveaway car service pay heed to my tail instead of like putting it on a semi that would let's say you're uh, stationed at an army base in San Diego a Navy base and you save up your money and you buy a car and you want to send it home to your home in Chicago you uh, can pay a hefty fee to a company to put it on a semi and drive it to Chicago or you can pay much less to a driveway company where a driver drives it. Mm. Somebody, I got wind of these driveway companies when I was a broke-ass theater guy in Chicago, and I wanted to get to LA to, for to get up to some trouble. And you'd go into these companies, and all you'd have to do is have a driver's license and give them two hundred dollars cash, and they give. They're like, okay, this is a, a Subaru. Um, you have to have it to San Francisco by this date, which is usually like three weeks or something,
0: oh.
1: and that's it. And you're in charge of paying for gas. And I always just wondered, what is the deal? Like, what's the insurance they policy? They wouldn't want you to
0: put like fifty thousand miles in their car.
1: No, but you could you could deviate from the route. So I did a few of these mm-hmm. back and forth from Chicago to L.A. Hmm. until finally, the the penultimate one. I did one from San Francisco home to Manuka for Christmas, without stopping, because uh, the timing was such that I had to like get to Christmas Eve. So it was a crazy double all-nighter, coffee and weed, and like, and I made it to to Christmas. And everybody, all, all my cousins in the know, took me aside and were like, "Everyone knows you're completely fucking blatant." Like my, I, I was out of my head. My eyes were all red. <laughs> And then to get back to California, I got this drive away from Chicago and it was the dead of winter and I decided to go over the Rocky Mountains this time. And I was, it was two in the morning and uh, it was a very bright moonlit night and I was cranking probably the red hot chili peppers. And I, I remember thinking, I should I was on like a slowly curving highway and I thought, I should probably slow down. Because there's, and just then I started to slide sideways and I slammed into this cliff face Aww. and it slid, I slid along the face of this cliff that was on the right side of the highway for, you know, 50 yards, came to a stop, got out and looked at the side of the car and the, just the whole side of the car had been like, Uh, abraded against this rock face
0: another cheery story
1: but the car is still totally drivable so I got in drove it to LA and I was terrified I was like what happens when you wreck the car so I walk in and it was like two blocks from where my wood shop is now that I returned the car and I turn in the thing and I said I hit some ice on the highway in Colorado and the guy came out and looked at it and he was like Okay, well, so we keep your $200. And I was like, uh, okay, so I can leave?
0: <laughs> wow.
1: And I, and I ran and decided never to do a drive-away car. And that away was your car. favorite road trip? It was fun.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a thrill, <laughs> I guess. Car accident, terrified, lost money, It was and yet the best ever.
1: It was the least boring
2: no, it sounds pretty action-packed. I'll give you, I'll mm-hmm. give you that. Uh, Steph, do you have a favorite or? Yeah, it popped to my head while listening to your story, Nick. Um, but it is cheerier. It is cheerier. <laughs> <laughs> it was leaving LA, so sort of the opposite. It was during pilot season, uh, shortly after I had moved here, so I was like 22 and super in my freewheeling stage of life at that point. And I went to some meditation circle um, after having like four pilot auditions, because it was pilot season. And I was just fed up with Los Angeles and all the uh, phony people. And at this meditation group there was somebody who was a friend of somebody that I know from Austin who said that they were leaving in a van to go to Texas on a week-long trip in the morning at 7 a.m. And I was invited if I wanted to come. So I just said, fuck it, I'm doing it. And then I left, which I I got in a little bit of trouble with my representatives because I did get some callbacks for those things. Mm. I was like, I'm in a yogi van. It was (laughs) called the yogi van and they had like painted mantras on it (laughs) and we went to the desert and then we went to um, Sedona to the vortexes and then we went to Taos and stayed with this really sweet family that had like a it was basically like a commune trip and we would chant at gas stations and in the gas stations (laughs) which Makes me a little nervous now, but to um, pay
1: for gas. To, well,
2: no, to just bring to a lot of joy the and light at the pumps everywhere. Okay. Blessing the people. How <laughs> have you ever at a <laughs> gas station before?
1: I've, I've, <laughs> I've <laughs> not.
2: So it was. It's a good time to look back on though the, the willingness to be that committed to just, being joyful and light and. Uh, Now I feel like a little more cautious in terms of I wouldn't really wanna be with these people I didn't know in a van (laughs) driving to meet people I didn't know. But it was great and it felt very um, pure. So it's a good time to look back on. I love that
0: when I said favorite road trip, it took you until halfway through Nick's story to remember that. (laughs) Like that would be the only thing I would think of for the rest of my life. Mm. Um, I drove from upstate New York to Oklahoma City with my parents when I was 29, I think. Uh, My father had been doing a summer repertory, summer theater, like a rep company he did a couple shows in the Catskills, and my mom and I went to see him in one of the shows at the end of the season, and then we drove back together. And um, I had had a fling with a guy who was in the play with my father who was like a 28-year-old, 27- or 28-year-old guy.
1: You had a, f- sorry, the, the fling happened while you were there?
0: Yeah, I met him. I don't, I met him. I was only really there for like, three or four days. Okay. Well, I work fast. Yeah. Of course it took you like six months <laughs> to get to the puss. But some people had a had an all had a easy pass. Um so fast pass. A what? A fast pass. Fast it was pass. Lifelong. It's okay. Um I knew I didn't want to marry. Hey
1: guess what? He's not on the motherfucking right. podcast.
0: He's not in this bed,
1: <laughs> that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I'm not wearing his wedding ring. Um, All right, so what happened? Yeah, so we had sex in a boathouse, right? Goddamn. So... uh,
1: (laughs) Let me put this pillow over (laughs) over my midsection. Go on. Can you describe... Was it a wooden boat?
0: It was a wooden boathouse.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. So... 18-footer? We
0: left the next morning. Uh, We drove out, probably at 6 in the morning, if I remember my father correctly. And um, we drove to the first city. I don't remember what it was. And we were all sharing one room, which is pretty crazy when you consider that I was 29 years old and I had to sleep in a bed with my mom and my dad was in the other bed. My parents had been divorced for...
1: Even that they shared a room.
0: 11 years at that point. So... And then I laid down to go to sleep in the middle of the night. I went, got to, to go to the bathroom, and I was like, oh, really itchy. Mm-mm. Well, oh. I had crabs. I had crabs mm-hmm. um, my pubis. So I didn't know what crabs were, but I I was seeing them. No. and so I I. I guess I waited till the morning and I told my mom and she was like, oh no, she probably laughed because that was my mom, like that was pretty funny. And um, she made my dad go out and get some crab stuff. And so I put it on and I did the whole thing. This was when it was completely, would have been unheard of to shave. Mm. So I had to just like comb through because you would never have shaved. It wasn't even on the table. Like you wouldn't even have thought of it.
1: You got me back. It's like
0: that is permanent. This is permanent hair. It doesn't, it's impervious to a razor.
1: Boathouse bush comb. Keep it up. Keep it going.
0: I thought I got it from the the, they were staying at a pretty shitty place. I thought I got it from the sheets in this room but then of course in retrospect I realized I had just the night before had sex in a boathouse (laughs) okay so mystery solved so then the next day or I don't know how long it takes to get places maybe it was a day later we end up in Memphis and my, my mom and I wanted to go to Graceland and my father thought we were ridiculous so he didn't go and my mom didn't know anything about Elvis Presley at all. Nothing. Couldn't have cared less about Elvis Presley. And by the end of the tour, my mom was sobbing on Elvis's gravestone. Oh my God. Sobbing. To the point where I was at the bus and, I, and they were like, where's your mother? I was like, I, she's grieving. And I had to run back and get her. She didn't even know who he was when we walked in. So that was a good road
2: trip. Who's the king. Yeah, he
1: well, was she, the
0: king. once well,
2: she found out.
1: I mean, I, I, I would argue that ranks up with ours as uh, not ex- not what you would imagine as a favorite road trip.
0: It's, I guess, most memorable is yeah. what we've all described. It's right, laughter house. But that could be the favorite too. Favorite road trip.
1: It's yeah. I mean, it's action packed. Yeah it's, and a, it, it's yeah.
0: a Graceland. It, yours would make and a I great do, book or I feel or like movies. I need to say that I then got crabs a second time. Oh, gosh. Crabs are not, Graceland? not, no. Crabs are not a cute thing to have. Never, had, never had Have them. you no. ever had them? I've never had have crabs. You ever had them? It's really gross. But the second time I got it, I had gone to see somebody speak and I was sitting on the rug in their living room oh. and I was wearing shorts. And oh. the little crabs got it. They, the, the mess. The, they had a big dog. Mm-hmm. They were holding an event in their living room. Somebody was speaking and they had a big dog. Now and and I certain. went home and I, because I wasn't, I wasn't having sex in a boathouse at that point. So there, there was not that excuse. I didn't get it from another person. Uh, and then there they were.
1: So are we talking like sailboat or craft like lake cruiser, rowboat, what was in the boat house?
0: (laughs) Um, Lap straight? I don't know if there was a boat docked in there at that moment. I hate to disappoint you. Mm. It's just the water lapping up against the wooden
1: dock. Uh, Yeah, you got me back.
0: Okay. (laughs) I thought that that might do it. I could leave if I need to. Yeah, that's okay. I know. A <laughs> little awkward. But Nick, I, I noticed Nick has graduated down to a, a bench that's at the foot of our desk. <laughs> so he's gotten too... He hasn't done this in any of the other podcasts. Oh. He's gotten a little uh, cowed by the... We haven't had a... It's just a lot of women. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, actually, my arm just fell asleep. So. Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Interesting. Okay.
0: Well, I think that that concludes our really pretty invigorating freestyle episode. More to come. And uh, thank you to our sidekick, Stephanie Hunt. And if you'd like to check out Stephanie and my music making magic, you can go to nancyandbeth.com and you can hear us sing. You can watch our music videos. You can do all kinds of things. See some pictures. We're naked on our first record cover. Mm -hmm. I highly
1: recommend the music and the videos and the record cover. I mean, just
2: about covers it. And the live shows. The live shows are the best.
1: They are the best.
0: All right. Thank you to Nick Offerman, star of In Bed with Megan and Nick.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you to Megan Mullally, uh, featured. Performer on *In Bed with <laughs> Nick*, and thank you to beloved sidekick Stephanie Hunt. Good night.
2: *In Bed with Nick and Megan* is an Earwolf production. It's produced by Megan Mullally, Kevin Bartelt, and Michael Landry. Executive produced by Colin Anderson and Chris Bannon. Music by Nancy and Beth, which can be found at www.nancyandbeth.com. If you enjoyed In Bed with Nick and Megan, make sure to rate it and review the show on Apple Podcasts.
0: Hey, Nick. Hi, honey. Listen, you seem fine, but I just wanted to tell you that in case you're suffering from depression or anxiety or trauma or grief... Okay, Betterhelp.com can connect you with a professional counselor, and it's safe and it's private and it's online.
1: Wow, that sounds great. Where do where do I find that?
0: Are you are you all right?
1: Yeah, I okay. mean, I, uh, I'm I'm gonna check it out. I think it sounds healthy.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, you just can go to BetterHelp dot com slash bed, and you get ten percent off of your first month with that discount code, which is bed, B E D. All caps, and you just you can fill out a questionnaire. and get matched up with a counselor that you're gonna really love.
1: Okay, thanks, honey. See you later. Well,
0: oh gosh. Um. Well, you, okay. But but you know you can do it over the phone. You can do a video chat. You can even text.
1: You have okay. a phone, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm listen. I'm run, running out to. Uh...
0: Well, it's confidential.
1: But oh, okay. I, I think
0: you should tell me about it. But it's. other than that, it's confidential.
1: Okay, I'll record myself doing Are it. Are you doing it? No, but I'm going to check it out. What's it called again? BetterHelp.com/slash Better bed.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, see you later.
0: Uh-oh.